We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. So the Sooner Sports Podcast is launching something new as part of our game plan and tailgate shows. And in fact, we'll have an exclusive show on Monday with Aaron Miller, who joins us. What's going on, Aaron? How are you? I am doing pretty well. We're right in the heat of mayhem, which is always exciting. So I'm so- ready. Real, real quick, before we talk Sooner softball and the Big 12 tournament coming up this weekend, take me through for you what your responsibilities are this weekend. So not a lot of people know it. Or I'm sure a lot of people that are softball fans know it. You've segued to a big deal with ESPN. You've been kind enough to come on some games with us. But what's this weekend looking like for you? So I'll be at the Big 12 championship. I've got uh, the first two games on Friday. One of those will be the Sooners. And then I've got the latter two on uh, Saturday as well as the championship. So I will be the voice you hear when we crown a Big 12 tournament champion. I'm excited. How excited? Now, it's interesting because let's go back to this past weekend, a week ago, as this drops on a Friday. That environment was something else. And, you know, Kenny Gajewski, his first year was your senior season. Yeah. I, I don't even know if we got to play a game in Stillwater your first year. I think we ended up getting like a crazy rainstorm and had to hustle mm-hmm. back to Norman. But regardless, that was a, a pretty wild environment. Aaron, can you take us through how challenging it is when you're in a situation like that as a player? And, I mean, that's not just a normal they're booing no. you. They're letting you have it. They're all over them during that game. So you, you're spot on. I think Plank. When we think about like hostile environments, when I look back at my career at OU, I, I mean, the first few uh, universities that come to mind for me, obviously Baylor. If we're talking Big Twelve, yep. Baylor always hostile. It's always tough to play at Baylor. 
And it's always tough to play at OSU. I mean, I think Bama was probably the toughest place I've ever played outside of the Women's College World Series. But if you're talking in conference, Stillwater is a tough place to go. Like I can remember my freshman year, some of the student section baseball players coming out to watch Bedlam and printing off personal Facebook profiles. Like they <laughs> down and dirty in the personal lives, trying to get and do whatever they could to rattle um, our team. And that, yeah, you, you are spot on in the sense that all rules, all bets are off during Bedlam. And you saw a little bit of that last weekend. I mean, it was heated at times. Emotions were high. You, uh, you and I had a chance to do a game earlier, a couple games earlier this year together, and it's kind of awesome to see the freshmen step up the way they did on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for Oklahoma. But looking back, you know, we could sit here and talk about Jada Coleman, whom I think Oklahoma had been in on from the time that you were a senior. But yeah. how about the, when you see someone like Nicole May step up? There's going to be games when your aces just don't have it. And unfortunately for, gee, she didn't have it on Friday or Sunday. Shannon yeah. had it on Saturday but lost it in the fourth, I think it was, on Sunday. How impressed were you with what Nicole May as a true freshman came in and did this past weekend? Very impressed. Um, you know, I got a chance to talk with Coach Gasso a bit yesterday, and I actually asked her this specific question. I'm like, take me through Nicole May. You know, Plank, when I think back to the fall, you and I got to cover a little bit of the inner squads during the fall, and I even made that statement to Coach. I said, I got to be honest with you, full disclosure here, when I saw May pitch in the fall, I didn't know what we were going to expect come season. You know, there was a lot of talk about her talent and about what she could be for the Sooners. And I didn't, I didn't get to see a lot of that potential in the fall. And, and I totally understand fall is where you work out the kinks, especially as a freshman, you're getting your feet under you. But what we have seen so far from her and especially against OSU, we've seen a woman emerge in the circle and coach laughed at me a bit. She goes, Aaron, you know better than to judge somebody off of their fall performance. I'm like, yeah, I'll, okay. I tip my cap to that. You got me on that coach. You're right. Um, but you know, she, she made a good point and she talks about this elite level, this, this area that pitchers can reach if they have a chance just to surrender the fear and um, kind of that freshman mentality. You don't see a lot of pitchers get to that place this early in their career. Nicole May got a taste of that womanhood of rising to the occasion against OSU. You saw it. Game three, she had her back was against the wall and she rose to the occasion. She answered the call. Some freshmen do, some freshmen don't. And in that moment, you saw her step up big time. What does that do for the rest of the team when they see that? I mean, how does that kind of permeate the confidence that now they then they've always had confidence in her, but it just yeah. it's like it's another level, right? Well, I mean, think about the tone that's set in the circle. Um, you've got your hand on the ball virtually every second, and there's there's a tone that you set, and that's a responsibility that I. I was never a pitcher, so I don't know what that responsibility feels like, but there is that inherent responsibility that because I have the ball in my hands so much, um, I have a lot of influence on my team and the tone that I set can either be cancerous, it can be toxic, or it can be infectious in a good way. And when she set the tone, when she bowed up, you saw a defense behind her go, yeah. 
hell yeah, I'm, we're right behind you. I'm going to play to the intensity that you're bringing. And we, you know, you've seen it plank. You've seen when the wheels start to fall off and the, the look on the pitcher's face gets a little hit or miss and it just starts to kind of fall apart. But man, when a pitcher is locked in and she's in her groove, everyone tends to pull that same rope. They, they tend to hook their wagon onto that type of energy. So this has been a very popular conversation amongst, I think, the fan base. And Aaron, maybe I'm living too much in, in, in Facebook groups or are reading tweets at me or whatever it might be. But it should, with the way that everyone has stepped up, I, I was listening to an interview we did with Lindsay Elam, and she was talking about, hey, there's going to be times when you're down, someone's there to pick you up. Yeah. Do you have concerns about this staff going into the postseason or – I mean, Shannon Sale came off a great performance on Saturday. Just because she didn't have it for an inning on Sunday doesn't mean that she's no longer capable of leading. Just because she struggled a little bit on Friday and Sunday doesn't mean she's suddenly out of the mix. I mean, should there be concern about yeah. this staff? Well, um, I, I take solace in the fact that this past weekend was them getting battle tested. I mean – what is it now? What's the official number on run rules? 30 run rules? Yeah, 30 run rules this year. So think about, I mean, really quantify this for a second. When you think about young pitchers, when you think about your ace arms, not getting the extra two innings in a seven-inning game, when you've got 30 games that only went five innings, that's a lot of reps that your pitching staff is not seeing. Think about that. So you you do have to kind of realize that okay yeah 30 run rules is great right that's impressive but it comes at a cost of repetition it comes at a cost of experience and um i i really truly believe that this big 12 tournament is going to be one last test to see that type of competition the type of competitiveness the type of emotions and they're on that Hall of Fame field to get prepared for postseason. They've got to view this tournament as that. Hey, this is a chance for us to get one more rep under our belt of postseason style competition to prep our staff for what it's going to be like potentially if we're playing behind. You know, if it's a home run fest, like we, I mean, OSU out homered OU. So this is, you know, it, you don't have to be perfect to give to give OU a run for their money. So pitching staff will have to step up. And I think what we saw against OSU was the fact that 30 run rules sounds great, looks good on paper, but it, it it's taken a hit on this pitching staff a little bit. By the way, my math, you can see I actually did my math. I have eight and a half games. There you it's go. It's essentially what 30 run rules cost you. That's there you now go. there was a couple six innings in there, but just let's go with eight and a half. That's a lot of time for an Olivia Reigns, a Brooke Vestal. A Nicole May and even a G Juarez in a Shannon sale. They don't have that. It's awesome to see the home runs, but also it's been a big, uh, it's been a big point for coach Castle this year. Hey, before we get into you kind of educating us on the, the big 12 tournament this week and Aaron, take me through the home runs because this team set a record for the most home runs by a Sooner softball team. Uh, it, I don't even have the number in front of me now. It's pretty incredible, but it, is there something that you see? Is it just, is it an approach at the plate? What has allowed this team to be so, even though they were out homer this past weekend, what has allowed them to be so successful with the long ball this year? What's caught your eye? Well, um, 
you know, I, I think I look specifically at the the senior, the the outstanding super senior of Jocelyn Allo. And I have to talk about her first because I've known her for so long. And I, I've been witness, a firsthand witness to her evolution and her journey within a senior uniform. And I'm going to tell you, I had a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations with her about leadership and how to own a senior season. This is an athlete that took the reins of her senior year and ran with it. She understood the stage. She understood the moment. And she said, I will not miss this chance to capitalize on my last season in a senior uniform. She set the tone. So I, I can't discount that. I've got to give props where props are due. Jocelyn Allo is absolutely crushing her last season in a Sooner uniform, crushing. And that was by design. She's been, she has been uh, crushing it in the weight room. She took ownership of her diet. She's got fit, she, her mentality's in the right place. Like she's on fire and she's pulling the rope for the rest of this squad. She, can you imagine learning under an athlete like Jocelyn Olive? Oh, yeah, a amazing. Dare Jennings, that one-two punch before we saw the lineup change last weekend. That one-two punch, Chiari Jennings is quite literally a sponge to one of the greatest hitters in college softball right now. Um, the other thing I think of that I, is an unsung hero in my eyes is JT Gasso. Um, his first year on staff officially was my senior season. And, um, you know, I think first year on staff, he was very cognizant of my senior class of wanting wanting to establish himself as a hitting coach but also not wanting to mess with that senior class too much right I mean there's some mutual respect in that way but I think back to his first season and how uh, passionate he was about hitting then and every time I talk to coach Gasso she mentions how impressed she is with his evolution since 2016 and what you're seeing right now the offensive powerhouse of softball comes at the hands of JT Gasso. He is an expert. He's scientific, but he's, he simplifies the science behind it. He's cognizant of recovery, of training, of how to get their body ready. Like every time I have a combo with coach about hitting, she always gives props to JT and, and it's absolutely due. I think that he's a name that we're not hearing enough. And he, in my eyes, is the hottest commodity right now as an offensive coach within the landscape of college softball. I'm glad you hit on something, too, and not to, not to make this about gushing on JT too terribly much uh, <laughs> because he doesn't want to take any of the, uh, of the uh, I guess you could say, praise. But I, I think that's a really good point, Aaron, because your first year was his first year as a hitting coach. And you guys went out and won a national championship. Right. But you're right. It was still, in a lot of ways, he was – and he still is young. He's a young dude. But he was so young in the coaching profession, I think he was still learning and he was still embracing yeah. it. And I think that there was a lot of, I want to help, but Aaron and, and, and Katie, they kind of got this thing figured <laughs> out, right? And I think you've – that's a great word. The evolution of him is something that I don't think can be lost. And you listen to the interviews even and how he's yeah. more comfortable even in those types of settings. He's, he's a stud. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's been really fun to watch. And I – you know, Coach, Coach is spot on when she talks about her decision to bring him on. And we, we walked down memory lane the other day you know, the, the interview I had with her this week in preparation for big 12, she was sitting in her sunroom 
out at the back of her house. And she said, Aaron, I, I don't know if you remember this, but you and I sat down in this very room your senior year. And I asked you for your blessing, basically you and Katie's blessing and bringing on my son on this staff. And it kind of gave me chills because I was like, man, I, I, you've unlocked a memory that I haven't really combed through in a while. But <laughs> I remember that conversation and, and her being very cognizant of the look, right? The perception of, oh, Coach Gasso's bringing on her son. And it's, but he has earned his right here. He's earned the ability to say, I stand on my own two feet. I have success. Yes, my mom has helped me. Yes, it's a, <laughs> air here and there's a lot of gasso blood that's passionate about OU softball but he is good he is excellent he is successful in his own right and you're seeing it come to fruition this year um Aaron a couple of things and we'll let you get out of here first of all big 12 championship starts Friday um well and as this drops we're counting we're probably getting ready for some softball games to be played in the other pool which I think is fascinating because in the most recent projections and I'm trying not to get too caught up in bracketology but here we are we've got <laughs> five we've got five big 12 teams in the big yeah. dance which is pretty incredible and three all three of those five are in one one bracket altogether in Texas Iowa State and Oklahoma State is this, can we look at this, and, and Oklahoma State and Texas are going to play each other right out of the box. Can we look at this as a battle for who's going to host, who's going to have an eight seed here? Is that what it's coming down to between Texas and Oklahoma State this weekend or no? You, you're right on. I think, I think you're right because um, you've got two teams that are right on that fence between being in that top eight or not. Uh, and I, I look at just the series between OSU and Texas. I know that Texas is going to bring their heaviest punch against OSU because OSU swept them on their field. Right. There's, there's a little bit of bitterness there of I, we're not going to get beat again. And it dang sure isn't going to happen on the hall of fame field. <laughs> and I've called a lot. I've called a lot of Texas games this year and they have one of the best offenses I've seen within, within Austin in a long time. They've got a really stellar pitching staff with Molly Jacobson, the transfer from Ole Miss. She's, um, been, good. she's been great. Uh, the, the, the hiccup for them has just been the cleanliness on defense. So if they're going to take uh, a win from a seven-ranked OSU team to possibly break in back into that top eight, it's going to have to be via defense. They've got to be perfect on defense to snag a W from, from the Cowgirls. And then on, on our side of the bracket, on the Oklahoma side of the bracket, you know, uh, Baylor's in, but they wouldn't mind having something to, to kind of help improve their seating. I, well, Baylor gave us all we could handle that first game on a Tuesday night. Gia Radoni, heck, I, I think you played against Gia Radoni going yeah. back to when she was a <laughs> freshman in 2016. But, I mean, that that's a – I, you, you hit it on the head, and I wrote it down because I'm going to use it quite a bit. It's, it's another opportunity. You can view the tournament as you get more repetitions under your belt. It's not only a pitcher, but a hitter. And you're going up against a pitcher. You did a pretty good job against you and Gia Radoni, most likely, on Friday. Yeah, Radoni is, is a veteran, like super seasoned. I, you said it. She's been there for what feels like 15 years. And when you've got a pitcher that's had that much experience – I think Baylor, the bears are going to have to rely on um, her setting the tone in the circle. She did look good when you guys faced her. And I, that, that to me is something that she's going to have to pull out of her back pocket and go, listen, I've done this before. I've faced OU plenty of times. How can I have a fresh look? 
How can I bring a new game plan? What's it going to take for me to be successful off of potentially, you know, the best offense of the nation? If, if we're being honest here. Um, yeah. I mean, Baylor in the past, I think Plank, when you look at the history of that program, they have had a lot of success. And when I think of my history with Baylor, it's always heated. It's always high energy. You never know what you're going to see. It's always exciting to watch. Always. It is. It is. And then uh, real quick, before I ask you a final question, I did want to give a big thank you to Communication Federal Credit Union, unofficial partner of Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma Athletics. Aaron, they've jumped on board for not just the stretch of this season, but beyond great partners for Oklahoma Athletics, aren't they? Incredible partners, um, huge softball fans and first one for us for the postseason. So eager to have them on and hopefully uh, hopefully we can go get a ship for them. Yeah, and then finally, you're going to rejoin us on Monday. We're going to drop a special podcast on Monday. You and I are going to go all in on the brackets. Let's just focus on Oklahoma. You were a captain that led this team into the postseason many years. Um, Did you ever get to play in a Big 12 tournament, or had they shut it? Yeah, okay. So, but just let's. 2017 was the first year, I think, right after I graduated. That's right. But what's that key to to stepping your game up whenever the postseason gets here? What's the biggest thing you need to see from this team? Well, the biggest thing I I can think of just in my time, and, and this is something Coach Gasso always drilled in our heads, that you've got to peak at the right time. Like at this point, when you enter chapter three of season, right, you're through the preseason, you're through the end of now your, your chapter two, which is conference Uh, you are entering the final and biggest, most important chapter of this year. It comes down to clutch factor, which OU has always had that sooner magic, that clutch factor. It comes down to staying in the moment. This was something I had to work so hard on my senior year is not making the moment bigger than it is. The only way to win a championship is to win every pitch to win the the first game you face and then take that mentality into the next game. You can't win it all in one swing. You've got to take it in bite-sized chunks and a veteran team that has experience and has, has had the reps at the highest level knows how to keep it moment to moment. And anytime you get outside that moment is where you get in trouble. Uh, Coach Gasso knows that best. She knows how to instill that mindset in her kiddos. And I, I expect we will see some very, very good ball this weekend. Aaron, enjoy calling the Big 12 tournament. Can't wait to talk to you on Monday when the field is released. You're the best, Plankster. So in case you can't tell, I'm incredibly jacked about having Aaron Miller on the pod. She'll be back with us on Monday to recap the Big 12 tournament and to preview the field of 64 and then a regional preview coming up next Friday on the tailgate. Hey, let's look back on Saturday's and Sunday's win in the Bedlam Series as Oklahoma clinched its ninth straight Big 12 championship and look ahead to this weekend's Big 12 softball tournament with the star in the circle last weekend for the Sooners, freshman Nicole May. (laughs) Well, you handled a pretty stressful situation this weekend, unlike most freshmen have maybe ever. Can you take us through? Well, first of all, I want to back up a little bit. Were you throwing more in the bullpen this weekend than you typically do? Because I felt like every time I looked up, you and Aaron were in the pen and you were working. Was that strategic on your part? Was that more or was that kind of typical? Um, that's been more of the typical route that um, we've kind of been taking is, like, I'm ready. 
earlier on in the game if I need to go in, but I'll stay. I'll go out when we go on defense and um, kind of follow along with the hitters that are like that. Whoever is pitching is throwing to. I'll just kind of focus on what I would want to throw to them, um, just so it kind of feels like I'm in the game, so I'm more prepared for if and when I do go in. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Is that something that's just kind of clicked up here recently, or had you been doing that a majority of the season? Um, probably a majority of the wow. season. Um, but more recently, I've been doing the um, like following the batters as kind of live in the game type of thing, and I think that's been helping a lot. No, I, how is? I know that there's no way she's listening, so you can say really nice things about her. But how does having a veteran present like like Aaron Aravalo in the pen to help you, who you know is she's pitched in the World Series, she's coached before. I know you guys talk a lot. How does that help you, Nicole, in getting your mind right and your technique right? Oh, I mean, it's awesome. I love her, and um, she's just such a good person to bounce ideas off of and okay, I'm, I'm thinking of throwing this pitch to this hitter. What do you think? Do you think I could throw this pitch after this pitch, that type of thing? So um, that definitely helps. And I mean, her have a pretty good relationship. So sometimes we'll be joking around and then it's like, okay, lock in type of thing. So it helps having like that good relationship with all of your coaches, really. Um, but yeah, she's just a really good person to bounce those ideas off of. All right, well, let's rewind. Let's learn the Nicole May story. Pleasanton, California. How did you first find out about Oklahoma? When was the first moment when you're like, hey, this is where I want to come play? Um, so I started getting recruited by them, I think, in eighth grade. Um, my coach at the time, my travel coach, um, was Michelle Gascoigne's dad. Oh. So there was a connection there. And then he was also like the coach that handled recruiting. So he would invite coaches out. I would send emails. Um, and then I came on a visit in eighth grade. I just remember, I don't think I've told anybody this. Um, after I had like my meeting with the coaches, um, and we were leaving, it was raining and I was like, not dancing and jumping in the puddles, but I kind of was like, I was just so happy. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Like I always found myself comparing other schools Oklahoma I'm like oh well it doesn't have this like it's not like Oklahoma blah blah and I just love the like homey environment here um yeah and like the culture that the coaches um have created over the years is just awesome yeah well you've you've been a major part of it not just this weekend but all season long what has the now you travel all over the world you you've played everywhere just leading into uh your collegiate career you were part of the what, the 2019-18 and under USA World Fast Pitch Championship in the summer um, of 2019. So you've, you've played against the elite. So what has that adjustment been for you, Nicole, to go from high school and travel ball to playing a Division One schedule? Um, I mean, it's definitely more. It's like eat, sleep, softball, which is great. <laughs> but I think the difference is, like, now I feel like I'm doing all of this everything that I'm doing is for a purpose. Like in the morning weights, like you can't take a day off. You're going to fall behind type of thing. So it's like every single thing that you're doing, you should be doing to better yourself or find a way to better the team in a way. So that's what I think is the biggest difference is that there's just a purpose behind all of it. 
See your mom. Uh, she was here this weekend. What does does she keep score or does she keep track of the number of pitches? Do you know? Um, she always has like her little uh, scorebook uh-huh. thing that my dad created like years ago. So she's been doing it um, for years. Like she even did that in travel ball. My dad did it in travel ball mainly. And then now that my mom comes to a lot of the games, she's been the one kind of doing it. So. She's just always keeping track of stuff. <laughs> That's, no, I, I just, I, I guess I, I had never noticed it. And then I saw her this weekend because I, I was stuck behind the Oklahoma State fans and I know she had her little book and she was keeping track. That's, I mean, listen, in general, your family means a lot to you, but I can imagine as a true freshman away from home, it, it's got to be pretty cool to see your mom in as many places as she can possibly be this year, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what do I got to do? What do I have to do in English to get Jack, your brother, fired up so your dad can start coming to some of these games? I mean, do, do we need to, like, in, in, inject some energy here for Jack to get dad to be able to come to these games or what? Yeah, he just started high school, and he's been traveling his whole life pretty much for <laughs> me and going to softball tournaments. So I think he's kind of burnt out in that aspect. Um, but, I mean, hopefully hopefully he'll be able to or want to come out so my dad can come out more often. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> now, your dad, and now I, I don't know much about your mom's background uh, as far as athletically, mm-hmm. but your dad played played college football at Florida, an athletic family mm-hmm. growing up. Is your brother involved in sports? Was it always a competitive household for the, uh, for the two of you? Um, okay, so my side note, my dad – mentions this all the time because I'm pretty sure on a questionnaire one time I said that he went to Florida, which he did, and he was on the football team. But he wanted me, if I ever had the chance to, to say it, that he didn't start. <laughs> like, he was just – he didn't start. He just practiced. Like, and he's like, oh, my gosh, people keep saying that I was on this football team, but I didn't play. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, I'll make note of it, Dad, if I ever have the opportunity to. <laughs> so – now let's get that out of the way. <laughs> um, yeah, so my brother, he right now is playing lacrosse, and he's been really getting into that. So that's good for him. And then my, as for, like, my parents, they've always just been, like, whatever you do, just try your hardest in it. Put, put in your best effort. Like, do if you love it, do whatever you can to be the best at it type of thing. So, love it. So does your dad want me to readjust it? And instead of saying that he played college <laughs> football at Florida, should I just say he was on the team? Is that a better way to put it, you think? I guess, I yeah. guess so, but I think now that I've acknowledged it, we're all good. About it. We're all good. Nicole May is our guest. All right, well, well, take us through what it was like. You inherited three really tough situations this weekend, and mm-hmm. you you came through in all of them. That was, I mean, I'll give Oklahoma State credit. They created one heck of an environment. Nicole, what mm-hmm. was the process for you to silence it out and just pound the zone this weekend? Um, I think the big thing is, like, coming in, is telling the pitchers, like, I got your back, I got you, this team has got your back. Like, um, this team has a really selfless attitude, and we play for each other. So coming in, I was thinking, okay, do it for them, do it for the team, do it for the coaches. Like, find a way to get out of this situation, pretty much. And then um, towards the end, it was just more like, okay, one pitch at a time, one pitch at a time, like each pitch, I was like, just focus on this one pitch. You know, you don't want to start thinking about the outcomes because then it's just, you're all in your head. So I was just like, no, one pitch at a time, like one bat at a time, whatever. Um, I feel like that definitely helped. <laughs> how do you 
how what do you then attribute your I can't think of any other way to put it so you can make fun of me, but like your cool attitude. There's not much that <laughs> seems to bother you. When you get fired mm-hmm. up, I mean, I'm a crazy man, so I get fired up and <laughs> I know that when when you're pumped, it's a reason to get pumped. But how do you Nicole May, how do you stay so even keel? How do you have that ice water in your veins? Um I don't really, I feel like I've never been one to show emotion really like when I've been pitching <clears throat> um people told me that probably in like 14s or whatever a couple years or years ago They're like you don't show any emotion like you don't your face doesn't move I'm like really <laughs> like I didn't I don't know that's just kind of how I am and then um think if something fires me up like I'll get fired up about it but um I think that's also like a big part of like keeping myself at a level where I need to be like adrenaline wise, breathing wise, that type of thing is just, all right. Like I need to feel that I'm in control. So I, I don't know if that is what helps me or if that's just what's natural, but um, yeah. No, I like it. And because to me, I, I had a friend that, that never said a dirty word, but you knew whenever he cussed, it was like, oh, no, it's it's on right now. I feel like with mm-hmm. you, everything's so even keel that whenever you do get fired up, like like Friday and Saturday and Sunday, that's a big deal. Do you feel like your team mm-hmm. kind of feeds off that too? Um, I mean, I've had people tell me before that like I don't show enough emotion when I do get excited because <laughs> oh. well, I was always just like, kind of reserved and just didn't want to show it even if I felt it on the inside. So now I'm trying to get into that stage where I'm like, I actually get excited. So I would Good. hope it fires up my team. I think it does. <laughs> um, I think it does. Yeah, I'm like, I think, I think so. Um, but yeah. Where has been an area, um, and Nicole Mays, our guest, that you feel like you've seen your biggest improvement this year? There were – you know, some times early on where you threw a lot of innings, there was a stretch there where you kind of got a little bit of a break. You were you were the MVP this weekend. Where have you seen your biggest improvement, Nicole, as this season has progressed? Um, that's a tough question. Um, I feel like it would be in the time between one of the like one of my bad games and the next game that I do well in, like. If I feel like I had a bad outing and then we have, you know, that whole practice or that whole week to practice and then we have a series next weekend and I felt like I did better, I feel like it's each of those in-between weeks is where I'm I'm trying to walk in more and focus more and be prepared for the next time that I go out instead of, like, dwelling on it. I feel like I had to get over a lot of um, mental blocks so far this season. Um I feel like that, like little improvements there have been, like have helped me a lot and have made a big impact on my performance is just knowing, okay, I got to lock in. Okay, this is what I did wrong. This is what I needed to do to fix it and be better next time. Um, Yeah, I don't really. No, I think that's a great answer. No, no, I I think you answered it because what you said I equated is this, and, and I don't know. Have you been a person that when you have a tough outing, you want to get back out there rather quickly, and now it's a little bit different because there might be some time between a bad outing and the opportunity to get back out there? Is that a fair way to put it or no? Yes and no. Okay. It's like if I, had, if I had a bad outing yesterday and we play tomorrow 
I'm taking this day to really walk in and fix whatever went wrong yesterday, that type of thing. So it doesn't really matter how long the time is in between the games, but I just know i got to figure it out. And I feel like I'm starting to get a hang of that. Like I'm starting to not beat myself up so much for it, you know, and just, all right, next pitch. All right, next game. Like, let's go. Love it. Love it. Hey, uh, I'll I'll let you go on this. I, this team, to me, has an incredible mix of everything. Freshmen, sophomores, junior, mm-hmm. senior, super seniors, transfers. Uh, and, but yet, in the end, you know, there's, there's the three of you and Tra, Jada, and yourself who were so critical this weekend. Can you just kind of take me through that mentality and, and how it feels to be such an integral part of a team so quickly with two people that you've signed with uh, in Tra and in Jada and to see the impact you guys have been able to make? How exciting is that for you? And then in that, the future of this program. Oh, man, yeah, it's so exciting. They're great players, great attitudes, even better people. Um, I spent a lot of time with them. Um, I don't know, I think it's just that that want to win and, like, that drive. Like, this whole team, like, we have that, you know, I'm sure, you, you know, the championship mindset. It's like, we all want the same thing, and we're all working towards that and just having that that drive. So it's great that um, it's me, T, and um, Jada – like I, I love that we're in the same class or whatever. We can kind of grow up together in that aspect. But um, yeah, yeah, I love it. Exciting for the future. Exciting for the now. Uh, Nicole, will this be the first time that you've ever played inside USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium outside of the regular season? Had you gone there um, prior to playing at Oklahoma, or was the games we played there earlier this year the first time you'd been there? Um, yeah, I there was a, a tournament in obviously Oklahoma City that I went to for travel ball. Gotcha. And we played on that field. But once we played there earlier this season, like while I was here at Oklahoma, it just felt so different. <laughs> it felt more way more real, real real fast. So, <laughs> well, I love um, it. Yeah, I look forward to playing out there. I can't wait to watch you. Nicole, thanks for your time. Congratulations on a great weekend and I can't wait to watch you this weekend. Perfect. Thank you. All right, we'll see you. Nicole May, freshman pitcher. For the Oklahoma Sooners. Thanks to Nicole May for joining us. Big weekend on the diamond, not just the Big 12 softball tournament, but as Toby and I talked about yesterday, Texas Tech coming to town as OU baseball looks to continue to secure its spot in the postseason. Sooners, one of the last four in in the most recent college baseball projections. Got to win some games this weekend against Texas Tech. First pitch coming up tonight is at 6.30 p. followed by 2 o'clock starts on Saturday and Sunday and then heading to Waco for the final regular season series against the Baylor Bears. Thanks so much for listening and downloading. We'll see you back here on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend, and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.